Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Father, we are grateful unto you. We thank you so much for your presence that's available to us, your presence that is here to bless us. We will not leave this place the same because you are here with us. Thank you that your word is anointed and your word is here to bless us like never before. In Jesus' mighty name, say a big amen. amen. Are you excited you are here? Yes. Super fantastic. Job chapter 11, verse 6. The Bible said, And that he will show thee the secrets of wisdom, that they are double to that which is. Know therefore that God exacted of thee less than thine iniquity deserve it. We are talking about secrets of wisdom, part two. In that verse of scripture, we see a portion of it where the Bible alludes to such a phenomenon as the secrets of wisdom. So wisdom has got secrets. Wisdom has got different dimensions to it. So there is always a deeper secret or dimension to wisdom than you and I have encountered. It is upon that platform that this month we are asking God to help us to unpack the secrets of wisdom. And in doing so, in this service, we are dealing with the fundamentals of wisdom as we unpack the secrets of wisdom. Now, why is this wisdom important? It is important because Jesus is our pattern. And as our pattern we need to follow his practices and acquire what he acquired when he was here as a human being on earth, fully man and fully God. If we are able to follow his pattern, we will see the fruitfulness of our lives. So wisdom has got secrets, and so we are required to grow in wisdom. We are required to what? To grow in wisdom. Luke chapter 2 verse 52. The child of God following the pattern of Christ is required to grow in wisdom. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. So here we learn that our Lord Jesus Christ, he grew in wisdom. That's the paramount thing he grew in is wisdom. Then in stature, 
then in favor with God and with man. So our wisdom before God must grow, must increase. Our wisdom before men must grow and must increase. Now, God doesn't have a problem, but sometimes man has a problem. Whereas you and I cannot trick God or lie to God about the level or the quality of our wisdom, men may, may be tricked. Men are fallible. Men are, uh, can easily be... Um, we can complicate things for men. And so, in most cases, when your wisdom is stagnating or is depreciating, God knows without even you going to him. But sometimes, a man who is on a downward spiral in wisdom can be given an applause for being a wise man by human beings. Especially if you have some money going, your foolishness can be clapped for as wisdom. Or in our modern time, someone who is doing something creative, maybe is a, a musician, is an artist, artist is something, is a mechanic or whatever. In the, in the peak of your foolishness, people can be clapping for you that your wisdom is increasing. Why? Because the people to appraise you themselves are going down and down and down on the ladder of wisdom. And so even a foolish man may be seen as a wise man. Because you are dealing with people whose wisdom is becoming more bankrupt by the day. So, it takes an honest assessment of your wisdom level to be able to fine-tune within yourself, in all honesty, whether your wisdom is increasing or decreasing. And I'm praying that between now and the end of the year, may your wisdom increase in Jesus' name. If wisdom can increase, it means it can decrease, right? Hello? <laughs> so your wisdom will increase in Jesus' name. Jesus increased in wisdom. You and I must increase in wisdom. If a child of God does not increase in wisdom, it will affect their stature in life. It will affect their favor in life because there's a way that your misbehavior can take favor away from you. Favor is also known as beauty. And I'm saying that there is a way that your lack of wisdom in appreciating a certain quality of character and attitude and dealings with people can take the beauty out of your life. Hey. And so it takes wisdom for our lives to work well. And so we need to increase in wisdom. Lift up your right and say, Father, I pray for the opportunity to increase in wisdom. Lift your hand and say, increase my wisdom in the mighty name of Jesus. This month of July, receive wisdom in Jesus' name. 
receive a wisdom top up in Jesus' name. <laughs> nice. People like um, cell phone top up, credit top up, but I think we need a wisdom top up. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7. In Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7, this is what the Bible said. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. Wisdom is the principal thing. So one of the reasons why you and I must unpack the secrets of wisdom is because we need to grow in wisdom. Number two, because wisdom is the principal thing. Praise the Lord. It's the principal thing. And wisdom is for principal people. That for you to become anything in this life, you need to be a wise man or you need to operate in high wisdom for you to become anything in this life. So in this particular verse we have read, it tells us that the issue of wisdom is non-negotiable. <laughs> he said, get it, therefore get it, because it is principal. You go get it. It will not just be given to you, but you must be seeking, searching, pursuing wisdom. Now, the Bible is saying get wisdom because you can get other things that are not wisdom. I don't want to talk about the opposite of wisdom. Because you can easily get it. Get it like the way people get HIV. That's how people can get the opposite of wisdom. It's like it's an infection. You can catch it. Do you understand? Wherever you are sitting, be careful because I can come on you. The Bible is saying that you get wisdom. Now, the danger in this particular verse is the fact that the decision not to get wisdom means you are getting something. And that something can become the reason why you will never become a principal person. That is, there is no vacuum, there is no neutrality in the gettables that not making a choice, a conscious decision to get wisdom means that you have made an active, aggressive choice to get something that is not wisdom. And without this wisdom, you are going to waste your destiny. So it is important that you and I make a deliberate, intentional, conscious effort to get the wisdom. Tell somebody, please get the wisdom. Tell, tell, tell them again, please. Tell, tell them again, please. I'm begging you to get the wisdom. Yeah. So you, you can see that you are there and you have gotten something. And that thing may not be wisdom. And whatever you get <laughs> will determine the quality of your life. So, 
not putting your best foot forward to gather wisdom is going to affect you in many negative ways. And sometimes you will feel like, what did I do wrong? What you didn't do right was not making the decision to gather wisdom. And in not getting the wisdom, you got whatever was not appropriate, required for what your motives in life, your desires in life, your motivations in life, your aspirations in life call for. So you, you have gotten something and you want to become something, but what you have gotten cannot make you become that thing. Because you didn't intentionally get the wisdom. Are you here now? So there are things that you will catch even if you didn't negotiate. The thing that you need to negotiate to get is wisdom. All the others, they will come to you of their own. And on their own, can I use the word? What's the opposite of wisdom? Please? I didn't go to a very good school. Please? Foolishness. I'm saying that foolishness does not need you to open the door. Foolishness is, is already inside the house. It is wisdom that must be invited in. But foolishness is there any day. It's like I didn't come to sing a song. Myself, I'm the sacrifice. Foolishness has donated itself in your life any day, any time. So you don't need to make a decision to ask foolishness to come. I'm there. I'm already there. Anytime you are not activating wisdom, I'm activated for you. I'm working. I don't need pay. I'm auto-piloted auto to work. Even when you don't want me to work, I'm working. When I'm per job, when I'm per job, foolishness. Hey. So tell somebody, it is serious that you get wisdom. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now, this scripture by interpretation also gives us a definition of wisdom. What is wisdom? Wisdom is the principal thing. So that means that wisdom is the principles of the Holy Spirit authenticated by Scripture. Wisdom being the principal thing is the principles of the Holy Spirit authenticated, certified, approved by Scripture. That there are approved principles in the Scriptures for people to become principals in this life. That there are ways God wants things to be done. Principles. Precept upon precept. Laid in scripture. How we should marry. How we should work. How we should rule. How we should pray. How we should lead. How we should do ministry. Principles laid in scripture. Please. Never forget the fact that 
These are authenticated by the word of God. And it's important for our generation because there are a lot of principles turned out there that are not authenticated by scripture. So many ideologists put out there, but not certified by the word of God. That cannot be wisdom from the perspective of the Christian. From the perspective of Christians, the only thing that will pass as wisdom is one that is sanctioned by scriptures. Praise the Lord. It's powerful. Too powerful. Now, it is important because the Bible said God will not bypass his word to perform. And principles are to lead you into proper performance. And so it is the principles that God has approved. They are the ones that will be effective in the way he works with us. So if we are to become the people God wants us to become, we need to follow divine wisdom, which is the principles of the Holy Spirit authenticated by scripture. Beautiful. Is it beautiful? I'm going to show you some of it. So, one of the principles <laughs> for defining wisdom in scripture is not gray hair. One of the principles for defining wisdom is not education. One of the principles for defining wisdom in scriptures is Job 28:28. Watch it. In Job 28 verse 28, the Bible said, and unto man he said, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. Today you will see something. And to depart from evil is understanding. Unto man he said, Behold, please, they have told you many things about wisdom. But behold means that take a careful look at this. Take your time and think about this. Please, you don't know it outrightly. Behold means that take a seat back and let me teach you the real thing that you have missed. Behold means that take a critical look at this because it is crucial for your life. Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. The, 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 the Bible here defines wisdom without any ambiguity. That the fear of the Lord is wisdom. What is wisdom? The fear of the Lord. Yes. Wisdom is not that a man who is able to manage two wives is wise. That's not wisdom. Because that's not fear of the Lord. That somebody has the ability to manage 10 wives without the wives fighting. It's not equal to wisdom. 
what is equal to wisdom is what the Bible says is wisdom. And that is the fear of the Lord. If you show me anywhere, the Bible makes us understand that a man that is able to handle two wives without them fighting is wisdom. We'll put it in the Bible. We'll say you are wise. Please, you are not wise because you are a politician. You are not wise because you have money in society. Because you are, you are an ast- you can be an astute businessman and be a complete moron. People are making money out of the COVID, but they didn't invent the COVID. That is, I'm saying that a sickness passing by its own course can make people make money. And that does not mean you are wise. Sometimes you have made that money because of your position you are occupying. Like like it's happening in this country now. And many other countries. So, having resources is not always equal to wisdom by Bible standard. What is the definition of wisdom by Bible standard? The fear of the Lord. What is it? Is what? The fear of the Lord is what? It's wisdom. Please, just check it. Check it. This is the fundamental definition Bible gives to wisdom. Solomon is not equal to wisdom. It is the fear of God that is equal to wisdom. David is not equal to wisdom. It is the fear of God that is equal to... That is why Christ is our wisdom. Not Solomon. Not David. Not Abraham. Christ is our wisdom. Christ is the wisdom of God and the power of is. It's not a Is. So, Christ is the embodiment, the true definition of godliness and righteousness to mankind. So, wisdom is equal to the fear of God. Anything away from that is not equal to wisdom that is certified by scripture. I don't know if we are in the same place. Are we in the same church? That's what the Bible says. Now, this is from God's perspective. Because, and unto man he said, behold. (laughs) He's speaking to man. From God's perspective. I'm going to show you from man's perspective. How that wisdom kicks in. Because some people read the scripture and they don't see the scripture. For what it is. But let's look at the scripture. Psalm 111 verse 10. It looks like it's the same verse, but just a little alteration. Psalm 111 verse 10. This is it. Shall we read it together? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of what? Wisdom. Go ahead. A good understanding have all they that do this commandments. His praise endured forever. Is it the same scripture? Ooh. Now, 
we have been told the definition of wisdom. That the wisdom is what? The fear of the Lord. This is God telling us man. Man enters into this wisdom. Watch it. Please put the scripture there. The scripture is beautiful. The fear of the Lord. The other scripture said the fear of the Lord. That is wisdom. This scripture says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Now, it is not God who is beginning to walk in wisdom. It is man that is beginning to walk in wisdom. And man's first steps for walking in wisdom starts with the fear of the Lord. That is to say, the entry point for any man walking in the wisdom of God defined by scripture is when that man begins to walk in the fear of God. I'll say it again. That you have not begun walking in wisdom until you have certified the matter about your fear for God. I say it again. Because I saw the singers repeating one line for a very long time. I'm just saying that. You are nowhere near the neighborhood of what God defines as wisdom. Until you have been able to concretize the fear of God in your life. Until you enter properly what is known as the fear of God. You are very far away from what the Bible calls wisdom. That is why it is only when your fear of God is in place that your wisdom begins. That's it. Your wisdom has not begun until your fear for God has been secured. That is why for man, it is your fear for God that begins your wisdom. But the wisdom itself is the fear of God. So your fear for God is the beginning of that wisdom. Unfortunately, an appreciation <laughs> of what looks like the fear of God is being seen as also wisdom. It's, a, it's an appreciation. In this Ghana, it's not every, everyone within the realm of Ghana must appreciate democracy. But not everybody within Ghana practices democracy. It is your practice of the fear of God that automatically enlists you on God's platform of wisdom. And mind you, that he said Jesus increased in wisdom first before God, then before man. 
So men can be saying you are wise and as far as God is concerned, they don't even know what to call you. Ask somebody, have you secured your fear for God? <laughs> so that starts from you giving your life to Christ. That almost in our time is becoming... As bogus as many African government will do a law and put it aside and practice something else. I've received Christ, but I don't practice Christianity. So on paper, I'm a Christian. But by practice, I'm myself. So you see people lift up their hand. Jesus come into my life. He has come. But after that, in all thy ways, acknowledge him. And you see that you now, you have your own ways. On paper, I'm a Christian by practice. I'm everything. And that is not wisdom. That is not what? We are unpacking the secrets of wisdom. We need to unpack it. Your wisdom is when you are making decisions. And the first thing that, that knocks your spirit is God. What does God think about this? How does he see this? What does the word of God say about this? This treatment, this attitude, this character, this practice, what is the position of the Holy Spirit on the matter? <laughs> I'm feeling it. If that doesn't become your consciousness without compromise, then you are, you are nowhere near anything called Fear of God. Your fear of God is not just Jesus come into my life, become my Lord and personal Savior. No, that, that one is one level. But the practice of Christianity based on your consciousness of this God that died for you is what is properly known as the fear of God. Not something that you have, you have like they swear in parliament, like they lift the Bible. Are you a Christian or are you a Muslim? You say, I'm a Christian. They raise the Bible and from then uh, they go to steal. That cannot be the fear of God. In fact, the Bible said the fear of God is to depart from all evil. Is to depart. So your wisdom starts when you start disconnecting. From whatever the Lord is not aligned to. And aligning with what the Lord <laughs> is aligned. Is God talking to somebody? Is hating what God hates and loving what God loves. That, that's the fear of God. Simple. There's no, let's go come for where. What school did you attend? Hey. Say practice. I can't hear you say Practice. Talk to me. Say practice. 
You need Christ and you need his practice. Please look at um, Acts chapter 1 verse 1. Just look at this. This is Jesus. The former treatise. Have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach. Have you seen that Jesus in telling us about his wisdom, what he began to do was more important to him. And that when he cleared the doing, he now left it to us as a teaching. Our time, you know, is like, listen to my teaching, but don't look at my practices. Don't look at my doing. You, you, you are not there. You are not there because your doing must precede your teaching. That is called the practice of godliness. It's called what? I can't hear you. Please say it again. <laughs> what he began to do first, exemplify it. Then you will talk about it sometime when you exemplify it. You don't even need to say it. You know you are a mother teaching your children to lie with your life. Then you want to, what are you trying to teach them? Too many uncles come into the house. Is your doing. You can't teach a child like that. Not to have too many brothers. Because uncles for mother equals brothers for little girl. What you do will teach people than what you say. And that is why, even though we can teach wisdom, many people catch wisdom than we teach them. Because he said, observe to do. Joshua chapter 1. You meditate on and observe to do. People can observe and do. Without being told anything. And you will make your way prosperous. So by observation... People can follow your doings and make their way prosperous. Hey. Wisdom. Receive wisdom in Jesus' name. <laughs> oh, the practice of wisdom. Maracoste Fredish Kele Maradosa. So you see that the scripture is very clear about the fact that. When you guarantee your fear for God, that is where your wisdom begins. Until then, you have not started the journey. <laughs> secret of wisdom. This is the nicest secret. You can be reading books. Aristotle, books. Plato, books. Descartes, books. Books, books. You can read books. Michel Foucault, read books, books. 
You are a whole library. Until you begin to practice the fear of God. In Christ, your wisdom has not started. That is why you have people who are born again and they are still having children with several women, even though they are married. You are not wise. You are born again, but there is foolishness in you. And Christians can be foolish. Paul was talking to the Corinthians. He said, you people have, say you have received Christ. Is Christ divided? I belong to Paul. I belong to Apollos. Throughout the Bible, we have seen foolishness in, in church with Christians. Galatians, who bewitched you after receiving now? You are foolish. Oh, you foolish Galatians. You started in the spirit. You are ending in the flesh. So, being in church does not insulate you from foolish practices or foolish living. In fact, if we don't tell you, you will be in church and go to hell. Because this is a safe zone. So, when your foolishness is growing past your wisdom, because we have to be nice in church, by the time you know, Within a twinkling of an eye, we will not see you in heaven. So, it is important that we place the fear of God right before us. For the beginning of our way. What does it mean? One of the scriptures that talks about the benefit of wisdom. is It says, wisdom is profitable to direct. We'll talk about this some other weeks when we are talking about benefits of wisdom. That is, until your mind is focused on the fear of God, all your decisions are carnal, natural, earthly, and they are disastrous. Yes. That's why you see somebody's money and for the lack of the fear of God, you feel like a portion is yours by force. No fear for God. You are in a relationship with someone. You are not married. Already starting to do things. No fear for God. Check, check. Testing mic. One, two, one, two. Test the mic. One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. You may end up doing the wedding, even with pregnancy and all of that, just blowing yourself left and right. But that's no fear of God. And you see, this is connected to favor, stature, what you become, and all of that. Because we have not come to that place where we know that how we behave ourselves before God. Look, listen to the preaching going on there. Be careful. Oh. I'm saying that no man can save him or herself. That's why Christ died. 
But it is also important to recognize that the people Christ saved became a peculiar people. And those who became a peculiar people were, so please put that scripture there. Just search it. Somewhere, we are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Just watch it. Those people who became a peculiar people were supposed to live a peculiar lifestyle. And that lifestyle is to... (laughs) It is for a particular purpose. I'm feeling it. He said, you are a chosen generation. That means that you are not part of the crowd. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. A peculiar people that we have been saved to be peculiar. Do you understand the word peculiar? Distinct. Exclusive. You are special. You are uniquely unique. You are not just anything. You are peculiar. And that peculiarity is to a particular end. There's an end. That is that ye should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Now tell me how you show the praises. How people clap for Christ when you impregnate a lady before you marry the person. Show me how that is a clap offering for God. Ye preachy diluting nyoma sank of Wabrabo. How is that a clap offering when a young person is, is seriously breaking somebody's home? How does that? Bring praises to Christ. When you are stealing in your workplace. Is it an advert for the praise of the Christ you serve? Let me say, what we do doesn't matter. I mean, once Christ has saved us, that's not scripture. The wisdom must be authenticated by scripture. Must be authenticated by scripture. There was one lady who entered this church, pastor's child. Attend one church that has collapsed now, and I pray that church never rises because it's not a church, it's a useless place. She will sleep with anything if you're on, she's on the road. You say you are beautiful, she, she becomes wet. The day she entered my office, she was sitting there, she wanted to take her dress. I said, Sit down. He said, How did you know? I said, You don't bring it here. See, I sleep with people who go to church. We call it grace. How is that grace? How is that grace? No wonder the pastor has given birth to children left, right, center. Anywhere. Anywhere. After marrying the wife, you know, he's become an international husband. That is not wisdom. Same way we have global pandemic, that's why we have such a pastor. There is a limitation on you. 
when you operate not according to what is certified by scripture. Anybody is just blowing your mind. We know that we are all striving. We are perfect in Christ, but we're striving for perfection to amount to the full stature of Christ. It must not be equal to foolish living. That's why you need to humble yourself to hear the unadulterated word of God. And not be running around catching virus of what is disgrace defined as grace. How are you a peculiar people? When he says somebody is a peculiar person, that's how monks live. That is secluded and cut off from whatever other people enjoy just to focus on what the spirit wants. And even they, their own, it's not up to the standard. That you are peculiar means the Holy Spirit is in you, actively working with you, minute by minute, second by second. And everything you do is for his praise. How you think, how you talk, how you act. No, doing anyhow. And coming and saying, I know you. My friend, you got to do better. That's why you have to increase in wisdom. If you were down there, now increase in what? Wisdom. Please, let's rise. You have been listening to the Testimony Word Broadcast from the Keeper's House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keeper's House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 244 877 831 or 0204-916-168. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.